0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the flagship episode of the Scani Six-Pack Podcast. It is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. And for those of you who are not yet familiar with my work, I want to introduce myself. I am Kendrick Stumbrus. I'm going to be your host for this podcast. And I write the Scani Six-Pack newsletter that brings you your daily guide to Wisconsin sports. We're talking Badgers. We're talking Brewers. We're talking and of course, we're talking to Green Bay Packers and bringing you everything you got to know just for the day, for the week, maybe what we're looking forward to in the months ahead for our programs that are having exciting, maybe fraught off seasons like the Green Bay Packers, maybe the Wisconsin Badgers football team and telling you everything you need to know here in this podcast in as little time as it takes for you to get your morning commute done. And I'm really excited about this. I think we're gonna have a great time. For those of you who already read the newsletter that you can find at sconny 6 packsubstackcom I think this is gonna be really fun, even for people who read the newsletter. And this podcast is gonna be a little bit more freewheeling. We're gonna talk about how I feel about things a little bit more in depth, and you'll just be able to tell how I am interpreting news as a fan a little bit more through my inflection as the newsletter is pretty matter-of-fact. I try to keep it that way as much as I can, although I do wheel into the opinion side a little bit. That's not to say that the newsletter doesn't have its benefits. I'm able to do some really great analysis over there with some visualization of charts, graphs, numbers that I'm just not going to be able to do over here. So to get the best in-depth guide for Wisconsin sports fans, subscribe to the newsletter, ScottySixPack.substack.com and listen to the podcast. It's a great way to get everything you need to know for the day. So, moving forward, I want to let you all know that we're going to be here six days a week, Monday through Saturday. You're going to get everything from your weekend recap all the way to your weekend preview and everything in between in the world of Wisconsin sports. So let's talk about what's coming up today. Uh, We got two exciting basketball games coming up, both the Wisconsin Badgers and The Milwaukee Bucks play at home tonight. I'm going to be going to one of these games. I'm not sure which one yet. You can follow me on Twitter at scotty Six Pack, and I'll let you know where I'm going to be, where I'm going to be sitting. Maybe we can chat about the game, and that Twitter handle will be linked in the podcast description for this episode. So first, let's talk about Wisconsin basketball. Wisconsin started Big Ten play 3-0, and they were up to 14th in the AP poll. As of this morning, they've dropped out of the AP poll entirely. Uh, they've dropped three straight games, followed to a three-way tie for seventh place in the conference. But among those seventh-place teams is the Penn State Nittany Lions, who are coming to the Kohl Center tonight. Uh, Wisconsin and Penn State will play at 7.30 p.m. Central, uh, and Big Ten Network is televising the game. Wisconsin and Penn State are... Both played Indiana their last time out. And of course, uh, Badger fans know just how poorly that went for Wisconsin, uh, losing by a score of 63 to 45. And Penn State blew out Indiana by a score of 85 to 66. Wisconsin has been without starting forward Tyler Wall in their three losses. And it's been a huge detriment to this team. Uh, he suffered an ankle injury at the Minnesota game. And he's been out for about two weeks. But according to Jeff Patricus of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Wall has returned to practice in a limited contact role. But he's expected to play tonight. Uh, Wall's absence fundamentally changes Wisconsin's offense and defense. On offense, he leads the team with 13.2 points per game. His usage rate is 31.1%. That's the 18th highest nationally according to Ken Palm. That means Wisconsin is using Tyler Wall either as an assist man, as a scorer, 18th most out of every player in the country. You cannot replace that kind of usage on your offense overnight, not even in the matter of two weeks. On defense, Wisconsin needs Tyler Wall just as much uh, his 6.4 rebounds and 0.5 blocks per game are the second most on the team, both second to only Steven Crowell. Uh, and through Wall's last complete game, Wisconsin ranked 18th in the nation in defensive efficiency at BartTorovic.com. In his absence, UW has rated 113th. They are allowing over nine more points per game with Tyler Wall out of the lineup than when he was in it. Wisconsin needs Tyler Wall back badly, especially in this big game at the Cold Center. On Penn State side, watch for Jalen Pickett. He's their six foot four point guard, and he leads the Nittany Lions in points, rebounds, assists, and steals per game. He is an elite passer. His 7.4 assists per game are the fourth most nationally. Now, moving over to Milwaukee. This game against Toronto tonight comes on the second night of a back-to-back where Drew Holiday yesterday uh, in a matinee game against the Indiana Pacers powered the Bucks to a victory and stopped them from losing three straight. Milwaukee is in third place in the NBA's Eastern Conference standings with a record at 28 and 16, and they allowed 76 first-half points yesterday. They allowed the Pacers to score 76 points in the first half. The Bucks were down as many as 13. And then the Bucks won by 13 points. They won 132 to 119. Fans left Pfizer Forum early yesterday. This is a game I attended yesterday. And it was not for the reason that I would have expected coming out of the half. They left early because it was in hand by the time there were two minutes left on the clock. It was incredible. Um, in the first half, Indiana capitalized on lapses by the Milwaukee defense. Uh, the Pacers' backup point guard, TJ McConnell, he had 25 points in the first half. His previous career high was 23 points, not for a half, for a game. He beat his career high in points just through his scoring output in the first half yesterday. He shot nine field goals, and he made nine field goals in the first half yesterday. Depending on your perspective, it was either absolutely incredible to watch or absolutely infuriating to see the Bucs just fail to close out on shots, fail to track on switches throughout the first half. It was rough, and T.J. McConnell was the epitome of that. Despite Milwaukee scoring 65 first-half points, they trailed by 11 at the half, and it did not look good. But the Bucks' defense came alive in the second half. They allowed only 43 points in the second half. After allowing 75 points in the first half, they allowed 32 fewer points in the second half than they did in the first half. Uh, Milwaukee outscored Indiana in the fourth quarter 39-21, to outscored Indiana by 18 points in the fourth quarter. After his 25 first-half points, T.J. McConnell only scored four in the rest of the game in the last 24 minutes. Uh, Drew Holiday led the Bucs' scoring effort on the day. The Bucks starting point guard had a season-high 35 points and another 11 assists on the day. Uh, he led the team in scoring in two of the last three games that Giannis has set out for. And he has been the Bucks' leading scorer in three of the last four games overall. Drew Holiday is on an absolute tear right now. Uh, tonight, Milwaukee plays the Toronto Raptors inside Pfizer Forum, and that game's going to be at 6.30 p.m. It'll be nationally televised on TNT and Valley Sports Wisconsin. It's not clear whether or not Giannis is going to play tonight or not, uh, but it does not appear that Chris Middleton is going to play tonight. According to the Bucs, uh, he has been assigned to the Wisconsin Herd today. Uh, along with Marjan Bochamp, tells me the Herd are probably here in Milwaukee, giving Chris some extra reps, uh, and maybe he's close. Maybe he will play on Saturday in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. Maybe that's when Giannis will make his return. Uh, that'll give him a full 10 days off. And this is, oddly, the second time the Bucks play the Raptors on a back-to-back. And on the second day of a back-to-back. This time, Toronto is also coming off of a back-to-back. And Toronto has to come from New York. They played the Knicks last night. And I guess that's a little bit better, but it is just odd to me that of the four games that Milwaukee is scheduled to play against Toronto this season, they have to play them on the second night of a back-to-back in the first two. Very strange. Uh, Milwaukee did win that first meeting this season 104-101 to in overtime after that monumental collapse uh, earlier this month in the last uh, four minutes of that game. Now, moving on, let's talk things that aren't basketball. Let's talk about Wisconsin football. Uh, Wisconsin football just hired away a sitting head coach to be its outside linebackers coach. Luke Fickle is on an absolute tear building the staff. It's very exciting. This is the second to last on-field assistant coach that Luke Fickle is going to be able to hire. And it is Grand Valley State head coach Matt Mitchell. Grand Valley State is a D2 school in Michigan and he's going to be Luke Fickle's outside linebackers coach as well as the special teams coordinator. He amassed a 117 wins at Grand Valley against 31 losses in his 12 seasons as the head coach there. And his background comes from coaching defense, from coaching linebackers. He coached linebackers and was the defensive coordinator at Grand Valley State before he got the head coaching role there. Uh, Like I said, the addition of Mitchell gives Luke Fickle only one more on-field assistant to hire, Uh, You get a max of 10, and the only role that has not yet been filled is a running backs coach. So look for who's going to be coaching Jonathan Taylor, who's going to be coaching Ches Malusi. That news is going to come out, I would imagine, soon. It's kind of strange that we haven't heard any rumblings about it yet, but we're going to sit and we're going to wait. On the baseball diamond. Not spring training yet, but a new year for signing international free agents just started two days ago. That was on Sunday the beginning of the MLB's international signing period. It's one of the quirkiest means of attaining baseball prospects, and although it technically runs for 11 months, most teams sign their entire free agent class. Uh, among the international prospects on the first day that it opens. And that's pretty obvious when you look at the fact that Milwaukee signed 29 prospects on Sunday. Uh, And that wasn't that crazy. Uh, The Orioles signed 27. uh, The Tampa Bay Rays signed 24 as well. Uh, Most teams formalize contract details with contracts that have already been agreed to in principle uh, before this date. But this is the first time that 16-year-olds can sign their contracts uh, for the upcoming year. But, like I said, it's 16-year-olds. These 29 signings do not mean that fans should expect to see each of these players in a Milwaukee Brewers or even one of their minor league affiliates uh, uniform anytime soon. Honestly, if ever. The oldest member of this international free agent class for Milwaukee is 18 years and 122 days old. The oldest member of the class is less than 18 and a half years old. The youngest member of the class is 16 and 146 days old. means we're signing really raw athletes who've shown some ability, some baseball skill that the Brewers want to get in their pipeline. That doesn't mean that there's nothing to be excited for here, though, uh, because the Brewers made a few splashy signings. Um, They signed three of the top 35 international prospects in this class. Uh, Those rankings come via MLB Pipeline, and they signed two. Uh, Venezuelan prospects, uh, who rank 33rd and 35th in this class, but the most exciting prospect of all is the 22nd highest-rated player, according to MLB Pipeline, and that is Yoffery Rodriguez. Uh, He's a center fielder from the Dominican Republic, and the Brewers scout team is particularly impressed with his patience at the plate, which is something you do not see in a lot of really young guys. Uh, James Armstrong, the Brewers manager of international scouting and player personnel, said, if I had to sum up his game in one word, it's discipline. It feels like every action with him is very deliberate. He takes his craft very seriously. Milwaukee has some record of success with these international prospects. Five of their top 15 prospects in the pipeline right now, according to MLB.com, are from international signings. So these might be guys that you want to keep an eye on. They might be guys who could be coming up to grand shoot and playing for the Timber Rattlers in the next couple of years. That's all we got for today's episode of the Scotty Six-Pack Podcast. Uh, Normally, we got six stories all about sports. Uh, Today, we included announcements about our updated schedule being six days a week, this uh, coming out at 7 a.m. or earlier every day, and, of course, the launching of the podcast itself being the other two stories that we published today in lieu of actual sports stories. But I'm really glad that any and all of you came to listen. I'm happy that any and all of you go to the website and read that's skany6pack.substack.com i will put the link in the show notes and thanks for coming out we'll talk to you again tomorrow